0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here. Super pumped, super grateful to be back here with you. Woo! Hope you guys are doing amazing. It's a beautiful day. It's Veterans Day Eve. So a shout out to all you guys that are veterans in the house or family or friends or loved ones that have served that are still here with us or that have given the ultimate sacrifice thank you thank you thank you what a blessing we are blessed in the US of A to have so many amazing veterans so happy veterans day guys oh, i apologize <laughs> got a little bit of this annoying uh, throat thing going on and uh, you know, it just, it happens to the best of us. Even, even me, you know, as healthy as I, I, I try to be and all, doing all the things, you know, once every couple of years, I get a little something. I got the, the thing right at the, the advent of the whole pandemic. I was probably one of the first ones to get it, you know, working uh, in the ER right there and sort of ground zero. I got the thing right at the beginning, and I've been good for almost two years it's been since I got it, and I I just got a little thing right now, super minor, but yeah, that's the voice, so apologize for that, but I did not want to go a week without sharing with you guys. This is my passion. This is what I love to do, so I am delivering, even though not quite at 100%, maybe I'm at 90 something. But here I am, and I'm so pumped, so grateful to be here with you. So once again, happy Veterans Day, a Thursday for you. This is coming out. And Thursdays are going to be great days coming up in our future. It's going to be Dr. Thomas's Thriving Thursdays, or Thursdays to Thrive. You tell me which one you like better. I'm going to be getting a podcast out to you every Thursday. I'm also starting a brand-new free weekly podcast. Thursday newsletter. It's going to be amazing. I hope you'll sign up for that. If you haven't already gotten on the list, hop on over there to modernmedicinemovement.com, my website, and scroll about midway down. You'll see a, a little link in the middle that says join our mailing list. So movement.com. Click on there, type in your email, and get on there and share this with friends because our first newsletter is coming out one week from today. Today. On Thursday, the Thursday before Thanksgiving, I'm going to have some pretty pumpy Thanksgiving advice and, and tactics and pearls and how you can make that day amazing and still enjoy some turkey. Yeah, it's going to be a great day or whatever you like to eat on that day. We're going to talk about how to not let that put you into the food coma, but instead have it be an amazing day and we'll talk about some strategies of how to get through the the holidays in your healthiest way and enjoy them all the same. So it's going to be fun. The first Thursday newsletter coming at you in exactly seven days. So if you haven't gotten on the list, please, please, please sign up soon. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, anybody that could benefit from a little bit of free health pearls, tips and advice, just stuff that'll get that needle moving in your life and get you thriving each and every day. And especially on Thursdays. So that's exciting. Dr. Thomas's Thursdays to Thrive coming at you. All all of you have heard that my book is in process of being edited and published, and I'm so excited about that. We're looking at a date sometime in January. And if you sign up for that newsletter, you'll be the first to know when it releases. So I hope you'll get on that list. Um, Another cool thing in January, many of you may have heard Coming, there's an amazing event taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's going to be January 12th through 14th. It's the Align Ambition event with none other than the Brooke Hemingway. It's going to be so amazing. I, I wish I could just tell you all of the cool speakers, but oh my gosh, guys, you are going to be blown away. Some of them you already know, including my lovely wife. Brooke Hemingway, there will be Amber Lee, Lago, Tiffany Peterson, and there's about four or five more surprises on that list. A dynamic duo that you guys have heard of with famous names that start with H, and it's not Hemingway, but it's two H's in there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Brooke will give you all those details. If you haven't already followed her at Hemingway Half Dozen or signed up yet, For her Align Ambition event, check out Brooke Hemingway. It's uh, BrookHemingway.com or her Align Events Live website. She's already got a place where you can sign up. Reserve your seats now because I'm telling you, they are going fast. And if you don't get on this soon, you will not be able to be there in person. It's a live event, guys. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be giving an amazing New Year health speech. Health, it's going to be awesome. I got, I got so much in store for you guys, so much planned, just a, a kickstart to get your healthiest healthy that new year. You forget all this dieting crap that we've all tried. This is stuff that actually works. My, my gig is to help you get your healthiest healthy with no dieting, no calorie counting, all natural mechanisms. And if you don't know already, I do have a course that's available on this. It's called Natural Weight Loss. It's an amazing course. It's available right now for you. It's um, I actually got it half price. It's $97. It's a $200 course. And if you want to get it free, I'm actually going to enter you to win that for free if you sign up for my newsletter and if you sign up by doing a review of my podcast on Apple Podcasts. We have one week left and I will choose live a week from now on our inaugural Thursday to Thrive. We're going to do this a week from today. You guys, we're going to give away a couple of these uh, courses. We'll give away two of them. So I'm super pumped. That's $400 bucks we are giving away next Thursday. I hope you'll enter by submitting your email to our email list and by submitting a review. That's how you can get double entries. Submit a review. We only got seven days left. And, and without further ado, I'm going to just read you one of my latest reviews. Like I told you many times, I read every one of them, and they just tickle, tickle, tickle my heart. <coughs> so I'm going to read you this review. It's uh, by Lindsay Dorman. Five-star review. It's, It's entitled, Love the Info and Energy! Exclamation point. Five stars. Not only am I listening to how to be healthier by eating different, but I'm actually enjoying it. Awesome. Most doctors don't spend a lot of time educating their patients on these concepts, but... Thomas does it so well that I can even understand how the body works and what it needs. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Oh, I love doing that. Oh, it's for you. It's for anybody that's interested in just empowering themselves and getting healthier, improving their vitality. I just, I love, love, love doing it. And so thank you for writing that review. Thank you. Thank you. You'll be entered to win a free course. So I hope that's exciting for you. Um, can't wait to give a couple of those away next week. Super pumped about that. Super, super pumped. So without further ado, we're going to get into today's topic and I just can't wait to share this one with you because you guys have been asking and I'm going to go ahead and deliver what you've been asking. You guys ready? (coughs) Ah, I got that tickle in there. So sorry about that, but I am pumped. I am pumped to share this with you this week. We are going to do a deep dive on intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is just Oh, it's just been blowing up lately and it's it's one of those things I think you've all talked about. You may have tried it. You may have questions about it. In fact, right now if you haven't already joined, there's a challenge going on <coughs> that my wife and a bunch of other peeps have put on and I've and I've been contributing to that an intermittent fasting challenge. So Jump on that if you haven't, but there there have been a whole bunch of questions and lots of interest, and so I decided to dedicate that this whole week's podcast to this important topic of intermittent fasting that's been something that I've loved and loved for decades already. Even since I was a kid, I just didn't know what it was called. I, I literally had been doing a version of intermittent fasting since I was a young kid, and we didn't even have a name for it back then, but it worked, and my parents just... I don't know how they got into it. Maybe it was just simplicity, but it, it was one of those things that just, it's been a huge benefit in my life. So can't wait to share with you all about that. We're going to do a deep dive into intermittent fasting. This is something we were born to do, something that we as humans have literally been doing for thousands of years. In fact, one of my favorite quotes about it is by, Uh, a scientist and physician of uh, several hundred years ago by the name of Paracelsus. And his quote is, uh, fasting (coughs) is the greatest remedy. The physician within. So the healer within each and every one of us, the physician within is fasting. And fasting is just incredible. So many crazy benefits that we'll talk about. There's just the improved brain functioning, the just clarity of thought, the quickness of the mind, the energy that we get, the autophagy, that's kind of this buzzword, the autophagy that can happen, which is what rejuvenates and enlivens and vitalizes our bodies for right now and for the future. And then there's longevity benefits. It's amazing. Fasting is a tried and true form of health, wellness of our body of our mind it's been going on in every culture throughout civilization throughout time for millennia we've been doing it for all sorts of reasons and it's been amazing so i'm so pumped to share this with you um and it's honestly it's simple so don't get caught up in the weeds of it all you know with is it a sixteen eight? is it uh you know Is it a 5-2 method? Is it an alternate day fast method? You know, there's all these methods out there, 24, 48. You know, is it a a once-a-week thing? There's there's so many varieties of it. And guess what? You can do any of them. Whatever works for you is the one for you. This is an individual thing. And so whatever clicks, whatever works, that's the one I encourage you to go for. We're going to talk about all different types. It's going to be awesome. All right, I think I might I might need a cup, uh, a second cup of this green drink I'm drinking. This has been super awesome. It's getting me, getting me through this little throat tickle and nonsense that's stolen my voice. But here we are. So if we just take a moment and go down, you know, what I like to call memory lane and just look at our ancestral heritage, where we came from. You know, back in the day before we had refrigeration, before we had pantries or 24-hour drive throughs or convenience stores, whatever. You know, before we had any of these things, basically all of us did intermittent fasting, right? I mean, we slept at night. We didn't eat. When the sun went down, after we had eaten our final meal for the day, dinner, whatever, we literally did not eat for 12, 14, 16, 18 hours until we got up, we went out, we sought our food either... Digging in the ground, eating roots and tubers, or found berries to eat, or we went out and hunted. Like, and that may have taken us the whole day. We may have gone 18, 24 hours until our next meal, until we found it. And so we've been doing this as humans for thousands of years. And guess what? We were literally designed for this. Our bodies know how to do this. The only issue is, you know, especially in the last 25 years where we've come up with this whole industry called the snack food industry, we've completely screwed things up. We've gotten our bodies sort of hooked on what I call the, you know, the carbohydrate metabolism, you know, where we basically are just eating carbs all day long. We're eating every two to three hours and we do it because we've been told, you know, maybe our dietitian, our nutritionist, our trainer said, oh, if you want to get healthy, you got to kickstart your metabolism by eating all the time every two to three hours and blah, 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 blah. And they don't do it ill-meaning. They just are naive and not informed, They're, or misinformed, because mm-hmm. this is the worst way to supercharge your metabolism. What this is doing is this is making your body accustomed to having these, you know, frequent feedings. And every time you eat, especially if there's any carbohydrate at all, any any at all, what goes on is the Insulin is triggered, and every time insulin is triggered, you get fat. I mean, insulin is the opposite of what you want. Insulin will make you fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. Eating healthy fats doesn't make you fat. It's the insulin that makes you fat. Our ancestors knew this. Our grandmothers knew this. It's it's something we've known. My mother knew this, you know, but but they just somehow in the 70s, 80s, 90s, this got all confused and... We were told fat was bad, and we were going to die of heart attacks, and it was really the glucose, the carbohydrates, the insulin that was turning on this whole cycle of insulin resistance, and I'm not going to get into that much today, but what I want you to know is this practice of fasting has literally been in our DNA for millennia, and it's got so many benefits. We'll dig into a few of them here, but we can all do this. Our bodies were made for this. We were programmed to do this. It's something that literally we have been doing forever. As a kid, let me just throw out this example. You know, I practiced intermittent fasting without knowing it. We didn't have a name for it. In those days, you know, it was just called dinner time at 5, and the kitchen was closed afterwards, right? By, by decree of my mother, the kitchen was closed 6 p.m., We didn't eat anything until the next morning at 7 or 8 a.m. So we all did a 13, even sometimes 14-hour fast, and we didn't even know it because the kitchen was closed. We didn't do bedtime snacks. We didn't do midnight snacks. Like, you didn't eat your dinner? Tough luck. That was it. (laughs) And I think it was partly for my mother's sanity, but it also was amazing for our health. Like, none of us, at least in our youth and early adulthood, none of us were overweight you know, unfortunately, the whole snack food industry kicked in sometime in, in the mix and, and some of us gained weight and it's been a struggle and and that's why I wrote the book <laughs> because I just, you know, we, my personal family, we've struggled with this a lot and uh, I've learned so many cool things that help and I just want to share it because it it's literally a game changer. Intermittent fasting is one of those things. It's not a diet. It's not a fad, although it seems like one. It's a lifestyle that we know as humans, we're familiar with for millennia. We just need to get back back to our roots, you know, remember where we came from, all right? (coughs) So this version of intermittent fasting is called, the one I'm referring to, is time-restricted feeding. It's one type of maybe 50. There's tons, you know, maybe 100 types of intermittent fasting, just however you design it. All intermittent fasting is, is rotating periods of eating or feeding, putting stuff in your mouth, with periods where you're not. That's it. Just going back and forth. And then the time frame, it's up to you. We'll talk about ones that that I've studied, ones that I've done, ones that I've looked into, what I like, what I like to recommend, people who are just starting out. We'll talk about all these things. But in principle... Intermittent fasting is that simple. It's just rotating times of eating with times of not eating or fasting, abstaining from food. Now, you can drink all the water you want during the interim. You can drink even water, you know, with some lemon or coffee that doesn't have sugars, sweeteners, creams, all that kind of stuff. (coughs) Basically, you can stay hydrated. You can drink electrolytes, you know, all of that stuff, and you're still fasting. When you break your fast, that's when you're eating calories, right? Calories. We'll get into the nuance of it, but that's basically what breaks your fast is eating calories, especially anything carbohydrate. Like that, that kicks you right out. Kicks you right out of fasting. You know, that fat burning mode that you were in, that rejuvenation mode, the autophagy, all that cool awesomeness that was happening. Once you add sugar to your coffee or <coughs> grab one of those snack food bars or whatever that has carbs in it, you're done. Your fasting window is over, you're done. So we'll talk about ways to mitigate that, some kind of cool hacks, you know. Some people have popularized this and made probably millions and millions of dollars through like the bulletproof coffee stuff that you've heard about adding butter or or uh, what you call MCT oils, you know, into your coffee and, and that sort of thing. You know, there's a whole bulletproof diet. You know, this has been popularized, but we'll talk about what's been studied, what works, and how easy it can be, you know, because literally we have been doing it for millennia. So if our ancestors could do it and I could do it as a kid, like, we all can do this. We got this, all right? So so the basic types, like I said, there's the time-restricted feeding, which is kind of like what I tend to do often, or sort of the entry method that I recommend is called circadian fasting. That's basically You know, stopping your eating window with dinner or whatever meal you choose to stop it at. Let's say you eat dinner at 6 p.m. and then you don't eat again until at least 8 a.m. That's already a 14-hour fast, like almost without any effort. You know, all you have to like not do is just don't have a bedtime snack. You know, if you need a sip of tea that doesn't have any calories, that's fine. Drink some water, whatever. Like that's totally cool. And as long as there's no calories there, you're good. You know, I mean, when you get to be my age, I'm coming up on 50. You don't want to be drinking a whole bunch of stuff at night anyway because then you're going to be up and using the restroom, especially if you're a dude, and that sucks because, you know, it's messing with your sleep quality. (laughs) I could go on for hours about the importance of sleep, but at night we shouldn't be eating anyway. I mean, this is the time, that golden, you know, hours that our body gets to refresh to rejuvenate, to wash out all the toxins that build up over the course of the day. All this amazing sort of cellular housekeeping, the cleanup crew that comes in and flushes all those bad toxins out of our brain, like the beta amyloid that ultimately causes dementia. Um, You know, all these other tau proteins, this, this buildup of plaques and crap that happens in our brain that puts us at risk, you know, for... Dementia, you know, the Alzheimer's, the Parkinson's, the neurodegenerative disorders. Like, at night is the only time that stuff gets flushed out. At night or when we're not eating. When we're eating, you can't have it. Autophagy doesn't happen. You need a rest. The body needs a break. It needs a period for cleanup. In my house, we call it uh, (laughs) the evening, you know, pre-dinner, five-minute cleanup. You know, everybody rapidly helps pick up the living room and the kitchen table and all this kind of stuff we do the pickup and cleanup because guess what when we don't what does that look like in there i mean and you got kids out there you know what it looks like it looks like a bomb went off like there's this law of thermodynamics called the entropy of the universe is increasing you guys ever heard that it's basically a system at rest when you don't put energy into it will basically lean towards disorder in other words disorder in a system increases unless you put energy in to you know tidy things up which is like my house (coughs) not only is the entropy of the universe increasing but the entropy of my house or the disorder and the chaos is increasing unless me and my kids you know my wife we come together we work at picking stuff up this cleanup the housekeeping you know it's got to be done and that happens to us as humans and no wonder we get sick no wonder our bodies you know have issues when we don't allow them the time to rest to refresh to rejuvenate right to revitalize to flush out all those toxins that build up during the day and this happens only when we're not eating and this is that magic of autophagy And since we're talking about I'll just get into what's cool about autophagy is that you can optimize it even further with your fitness, with your health. You know, if you're somebody that likes to get up and move, which I recommend six days a week, some kind of movement, whether it's just a walk or some weight training, you know, whatever it is, some kind of movement every day, some kind of exercise, do that six days a week. The people who regularly exercise, it's been shown in studies, they have the ability to kick in to that autophagy quicker than sedentary people. So a sedentary person, it might take them 13, 14, 16, 18 hours of fasting to really kick into autophagy, whereas a lean person that's active, that's fit, that's exercising six days a week, you know, not overdoing it in crazy exercise. We're not talking about running marathons or those ultra marathons. We're not talking about that. That's too much exercise. That's actually not good for you. But just, you know, good movement, 20, 30 minutes a day, six days a week. Those people can get into autophagy much quicker. It doesn't take 14, 16, 18, 24, 36 hours to get into it. They can get into it maybe at 8 hours, 10 hours. And there's been studies to show this. So if you want to maximize your autophagy, that cellular housekeeping and cleanup. Do your six-for-six, six. do your activity, do your exercise, really super cool stuff. You can get into that, get that benefit quicker, because we all want to have that benefit. <coughs> okay, so that's the first form of intermittent fasting. It's the time-restricted feeding. And that's the, the most common method that you hear about there on the Internet is the 16-8, which is basically fasting. Fasting. For 16 hours where you're not eating calories and then 8 hours is your feeding me- window most people do 2 meals in that 8 hours you can fit in 3 if you want um, what's interesting in the data and this was originally studied by Sachin Panda in the Salk Institute and I think the first study that came out was in Cell Metabolism 2013 and this showed that they originally studied it in mice and now it's been duplicated in humans but it took identical mice and gave them the same diet same number of calories, exact same diet and they did it with all different diets. You know, the, the regular chow or fee, they did it with a fat diet. They did it with a more carb diet. They did it with all the different diets. And the results were similar. They had groups that fed for 16 hours a day or just ad lib, which means they could eat whenever they wanted. They didn't have any restrictions. And then they had a group that was only allowed to eat eight hours out of the window. And so 16 obligatorily they were fasting. But they had the same number of calories available to them during that eight-hour feeding window as the folks that had the folks, (laughs) the rats, the folks, the mice, as the the, the mice had in the whole 24 hours. So they had the same food, same calories available to eat. But those who had the narrowed or shortened feeding window were significantly, I think it was 30-something percent less obese or, you know, gained less weight. They were more lean, more healthy. Had less insulin resistance, less problems with cholesterol issues, obesity, you know, metabolic disease, all this stuff. And it's been replicated in humans. And it wasn't any change in the diet right here. We're not talking about diet. This is, this is a whole hour podcast. We're not even talking about diet. <laughs> <coughs> how, how cool is that? Like, this is a free, you know, life hack. Diet hack, that's not a diet. It's awesome. It's free, and you don't have to change anything that you eat. Now, I'll encourage you to eat healthy, real, whole food, non-processed. You know, I'll encourage that, of course, but for this practice, it's effective. It's helpful. You'll get benefit even without changing what you eat. You can have all the same stuff, but just narrow it from 16 hours of eating a day, which the average person here in the developed world, in the U.S., Canada, you know, Western world, we eat on average almost 16 hours a day, which is crazy. That means we're only not eating for the eight hours that we're sleeping, and that's it. So no wonder our bodies are getting sick with insulin resistance, Alzheimer's, dementia, heart disease, cancer. You know, it just doesn't have time to clean up. You know, 75% of the time, it's like rush hour on the freeway. And you only have an eight-hour window to get all your work done. Like, it's just not enough time. <laughs> There's just not, we're not giving our bodies a break. The minimum, I would say, is shoot for 12 hours. Make it 50-50. You know, eat your last meal at 6 or 7 p.m. and then don't eat anything until 7 a.m. You know, do a 12-hour overnight fast. You'll find it's actually really easy. And if you get hungry at some point in there, you know, have a sip of water or whatever, um, something with no calories, please, 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 please avoid these artificial sweetened drinks like all the artificial sweeteners, avoid them like the plague. The Splendas, the NutraSweet, the all this stuff out there, you know, it's just it's this crazy all this stuff the sucralose, the there's so much crap out there that's it's terrible. <coughs> it may be zero calorie, but it is screwing you up, causing inflammation, wreaking havoc on your gut flora, your microbiome, your microbiota, like it's messing you up even though it's supposedly calorie free. Like stay away from that crap. <laughs> If you have something that has a little natural sweetener in it, uh, stevia, monk fruit, something like that, that's no calories, whatever, some drops in your water, or whatever, to make it more palatable for you, some lemon juice, whatever, that you squeeze in, a couple drops of lemon, whatever, that's fine. But just avoid the artificial sweeteners like the plague. That's a whole other one-hour discussion that we'll have another time, but not good for you. So that's the most basic. Circadian fast, which is the overnight fast. Um, a lot of people shoot for the sixteen-eight, but... You don't have to go that long, you know. Do um, an initial 10-hour overnight fast and then work up to a 12-hour, you know. Add on a couple hours. Do a 12-hour. That's a great place. 13 is kind of where the magic really happens. They, they've they done a lot of studies on that. That's kind of where the autophagy is really kicking in. But like I said, if you're real active, that can kick in even sooner. And it's not hard. But if you, if you have trouble going up to 16 hours or 18 hours, totally cool. Everybody is different. Especially a lot of ladies out there, they just... They struggle with going 16 or 18 hours, which is totally fine. Listen to your body. You know, go 12 hours. Go 14 hours. Do what feels good for you, and you can just, you know, slowly ease into it. There's no right or wrong answer. This is personal dependent on you. You know, this is the personalization of your health. There's only one person like you out there, so do it the way that works for you, okay? These are just some general guidelines of, you know, different types. So that's the intermittent fasting version called time-restricted feeding, okay? And I talked about the 16-8. That's just one that's out there. <coughs> another, another common one that you'll hear about is the 5-2, which is basically five days a week you just kind of do whatever, and then two days a week you do either a 24-hour fast or a significant caloric reduction where you're eating less than 500 calories. That's kind of the, the common one out there. Um, I personally do a, um, a 24-hour fast at least once a month just because I love it. It just gives me that extra mental clarity and focus and sort of sharpness. I just um, I love that. And so I'm going to give you – let me just pull this article up. Um, yeah, so the 5-2 is, is kind of five days of regular, you know, eating. And then uh, the two days a week, you either do 24-hour fast those two days or you keep it less than – you know, choose whatever works for you, 500 calories or what have you. That's kind of considered the 5-2. Um, the other one that's kind of common, they call it the eat-stop-eat, which is kind of more in line with this 24-hour fast where one day you'll do like a regular day. The next day you'll you'll go, you know, a 24-hour interval. So you eat dinner the night before, 7 p.m. Wake up the next day, you know, you can have your coffee as long as there's no calories, right? There's no sugar, there's no, you know, cream or that kind of stuff. And you just sip on... Water, you know, or whatever your your non calorie beverage that doesn't have artificial sweeteners and crap in it. Do that the whole day, and then by the next evening, by that day, you know, it's just the following day at seven p.m., you've been twenty four hours without any calories, and so you do that twice a week. That's kind of, you know, or or however you choose to do it. Um, that's kind of the eat stop eat method. I I don't quite do it that often. I, you know, I got kids, I got a wife, and 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 there's six six kids, and so eight of us in the house, and would just be kind of distracting if I was doing an eat-stop-eat thing. It's like, oh, Dad's not eating today. Oh, Dad is eating. Dad's not eating. You know, it would just be confusing. So personally, I do um, kind of like a 16-8 more or less, about five days a week, two days a week. You know, usually the weekends, I just kind of relax that. I'm usually doing at least a 12-hour overnight anyway just because that's what feels good to me. I don't really wake up hungry. I don't want to put food in my mouth the moment I wake up. I want to get out and move, you know, either go for a surf, go hike. Or winter's coming up soon. There's already snow falling in the mountains to go for a hike up the hill or do a couple laps on my snowboard or something. I like to do that before I eat. I just I feel energized in the morning. I love to do that. And, and by all means, um, those of you that wake up feeling energetic and you want to do your workout in the morning and you've done it before and you're not like it's the first time that you've tried it kind of thing, like if you've done this, like that's a great time to do what I call the fasted workout. Because the benefits you'll get, like I was telling you earlier, with autophagy, like they're amplified during that fasted workout. It's really cool. (coughs) So that time in the morning when you haven't eaten anything, that's like ideal for really kicking this autophagy into overdrive, for getting sort of that fat burn. You know, all of us have fat that we want to burn, you know, to kind of get lean and trim and all that stuff. And that happens during this window, during the autophagy, during you know, that uh, fasting period, whether it be 12 hours, 14 hours, 16 hours, whatever, it is optimized during that time because insulin is off. Like that's the way to really get this going is you got to have insulin low. Insulin low, that is key. And insulin can only be low if you're not putting carbs into your mouth, okay? That's the way to keep insulin low. So that's the way guys that do the bulletproof coffee in the morning that do a tablespoon or two of MCT oil. That's just pure liquid, healthy fat MCT oil is from coconuts, which I love. And it doesn't have carbohydrates. So it doesn't kick on insulin. So you can get some calories into you kind of gives a little satiating quality, you know, um, so it helps you kind of prolong your fast. And you're not turning on insulin. So that's kind of a little hack, you know, a little pearl a little tidbit that you can add in. If you like that I think the guys, you know, Dave Asprey and those guys that started the Bulletproof Coffee uh, coffee popularized this, but you don't need to buy his coffee per se. If you do, great, but you can do whatever your favorite brand is or whatever as long as it's not, you know, got sweeteners in it and sugars and creamers and whatever. You just do a a tablespoon or two of uh, MCT oil, and there you have some additional kind of energy to do your workout or whatever, and you're not turning insulin on, which is really kind of cool. So that's... um, a little, a little pearl, a little hack for you. Um, so sixteen eight we talked about, the eat-stop-eat, the 5-2, um, which is basically you eat five days, your, your usual. In two days, you either completely fast or you do a, you know, a lowered calorie. Usually it's around 500 calories. Um, and there's other times where some people like to maybe once a month do a 48-hour fast or a 72-hour fast, and these are caloric fasts. So you can hydrate all you want you know, water, electrolytes, you know, I would recommend it anytime you're really going more than 24 hours, you probably really want to do this supervised by your practitioner. Um, Definitely, you're going to want to include things like electrolytes, because yeah, you don't want to go days, you can go days without eating food. You cannot go days without hydrating, like it's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your body needs hydration. So if you're going to go longer than 24 hours, you should do that supervised. I personally just do a 24-hour fast once a month. I just love it. It's kind of a great reset. I usually do it the first weekend of the month, and it's I've been doing that for, gosh, decades, probably coming up on four decades I've been doing that, and I, I just love it. It's just a great practice to kind of start off my month. Um, so those are kind of the basic types of fasting. Um, one of the things I wanted to just talk about briefly is is what I've seen in a lot of people. Is they get all gung ho and say they've never done any kind of fasting before. They start the circadian fast, which is the really easy overnight fast. They do it for a couple of months, like almost continuously, <coughs> which is totally fine in the beginning. But what happens is the body is smart. Like it knows what you're doing. You know, if you do like a 16 or 18 hour fast every single day forever, like your body's gonna go, "Hey, man." Hey, hey woman, what's going on? You're getting into this, like, caloric restriction mode. You know, you're you're getting into starvation mode. And then guess what? Your body does. It flips this switch and says, hey, we're going to start hanging on to those calories. Like, it's going to be harder for you to lose weight if you're still trying to lose weight. Like, if you start intermittent fasting and you have, like, 20, 30 pounds to lose or whatever, maybe in a month or two, you're like, doing awesome. You've lost the 20 pounds and you got 10 more that you really want to lose and then you just shoop, reach this total standstill. You're still doing your, you know, 16-hour fast. You're like, "What the heck, man? It was working really good for me." Well, your body got smart. Well, it, you know, it just this isn't a natural thing. It just got used to this 16-hour window or whatever and it was, and it said, "Hey, I'm going to start conserving that energy. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't want to burn it before." I was doing all this fat burning and Now I want to hold on to it. That's what I've been told to do for millennia. You know, my ancestors didn't eat very many calories. And so we hung on to that fat. Like nowadays, we just eat way too many calories in general. Like we're eating thousands and thousands of calories. Like you buy one of those, you know, just those prepackaged Starbucks, uh, whatever, lattes. Those things are like 500 calories for one little drink, you know. Like our ancestors lived off of 500 calories maybe a whole day so the body was designed to kind of hold on to those calories and so when you intermittent fast every single day and you never take a break you never mix it up your body gets used to that it adapts it's called metabolic adaptation and when that happens the fat burn slows down you start hanging on you start getting to that energy conservation mode and then you might struggle to lose that extra 10 pounds that you were seeking because you didn't mix it up so In the beginning, it's totally fine to go after it and do your intermittent fast every single day for a month or two. (coughs) But if you're starting to stall, you may want to take a break, take a week off where you're not doing any, you know, real restrictions. Maybe you do a 10 or 12-hour just simple circadian fast. That's fine. But don't push it to those 16, 18 hours or whatever because your body gets into that conservation mode. So that's why, personally, for me, I do an overnight, you know, circadian fast between 12 and 16 hours, usually around 16 hours, five days a week. And then the weekends, the two days, I typically try to keep it to, you know, a 10 or 12-hour, just a simple overnight fast. And that mixes it up for me enough that I don't get into this metabolic adaptation, this conservation mode. So just something to be aware of. Um, what I love, love, love about this whole system is that, you know, the one, like I said, there's many versions. We've talked about several, but the one I tend to like just because it's so dang simple is what I like to call the overnight circadian fast. Super, super simple, 12 to 16 hours. You know, you pick, um, you can even start with 8 or 10, just kind of gradually increase it. (coughs) But it's just such a simple, simple technique. I found that almost anybody can do it. A little bit challenging if you're working night shift because you want to flip-flop that around. It can be done. I've worked tons of night shifts in the last couple of decades, and I've kind of figured out how to do this. And if you reach out to me, um, shoot me an email, modern medicine movement podcast at Gmail. I can kind of tell you what I've done, but it's definitely a little harder for night shift workers. Um, But the simple circadian fast, I just find that to be just almost effortless. So, so, so easy. You just start a little bit of time, add an extra 30 minutes every couple of weeks. And then soon you've gone from eight hours to 10 and then from 10 to 12. And then you've reached that sweet spot somewhere between 12 and 14. And like, that's perfect for most people. If you want to push it up to 16 or 18, that's fine, but with the caveat that just don't do it seven days a week. Give yourself a couple of days off, and what you'll find, and what I found even as a kid and a youth, and, you know, my mind, my, I was just always sharper in the morning because I hadn't eaten. You know, this whole business, like you got to eat a big healthy breakfast to be smart in school, like that's based on no data. It's crazy. It's, it's <laughs> In fact, I won't be totally anti-breakfast because I actually love breakfast. When it consists of things like eggs and, you know, healthy proteins and fats like eggs and avocado and, you know, this kind of stuff that I just love, like a healthy breakfast like that, amazing. But if you do the standard American, you know, what I call the sad diet breakfast, which is cold cereal, which is basically dessert for breakfast or bagels or croissants or scones or pancakes, waffles, whatever, (coughs) you know. Plus, you add in things like orange juice. I mean, holy crap. Like, that's like diabetes for breakfast. Like, that is not a great American breakfast. I mean, that's, like, terrible, terrible to start your day that way. Like, that is not going to energize your mind, your brain. Like, one of the things I love so much about doing the overnight fast is I am, like, supercharged in the morning. And that's how our ancestors were. Like, they literally had to have their brains active, be alert, be sharp, be energized to go out and do the hunt. Like, that's how we were designed. We were designed to get up and just go for it. You know, you don't have to eat this big old meal in the morning. I mean, if you like to eat a meal in the morning, just make it a healthy meal. And you can alter your window and maybe be done by 3 p.m. or something and just do like a 3 to 6 or 3 to 7 a.m. fast. Like, whatever works for you, that's totally cool. Um, but if you're going to eat breakfast, eat healthy food. Pack it with the power of protein. Like, a high-protein breakfast, that's the way to go. It's also been shown to promote weight loss, I cited a couple of studies in the book, you'll find amazing. (coughs) But the window is totally up to you, you can modify the window, no problem there. Um, But I just wanted to just throw in that benefit of just that mental clarity, the focus, the energy that, that you can have when you're fasting, like that's a design feature of this thing that we've been working on for thousands of years and perfecting. And like I said earlier, that's also where the magic happens. You know, this autophagy, the cellular cleanup, the housekeeping, the refreshing, the revitalizing of our mind, body, our brain is just amazing. There's a super great article that I'll recommend to you guys if you haven't read it. It's a guy by the name of Dr. Matson, um, Mark Matson, and uh, he's from Johns Hopkins. And uh, he and Rafael de Cabo, both physicians, both made uh, – an excellent review article in the New England Journal, which is super prestigious, came out in 2019. I'll put that in the show notes. It's sort of a whole review on, you know, flipping this proverbial metabolic switch, you know, going into the fat burn mode. You get off the carbs and the glucose, turn off the insulin, and then you survive off of the fats in your blood. Like, your brain can do just fine off ketones. You know, this adage that you got to have glucose for the brain, it's not exactly right. You actually can go days even sometimes people have gone months there's even i think the record is like over a year of fasting and guess what the dude didn't die he needed to you know he lost tons of weight because i guess he was super obese but he wasn't eating any carbohydrates any glucose carbohydrates in fact are the only non-essential macronutrient like we don't need carbohydrates we don't need them. we don't they're non essential we eat them, but we don't really need them. Our, our bodies know how to make the minimum sugar requirement that we need. It's a process called gluconeogenesis. We can do that. We can even do it from fat, from the glycerol and fat. So I know it's kind of sacrilegious to say we don't need glucose. We don't need to eat glucose. Let's just say that. Our bodies need a minimum amount in the blood, but we don't have to eat it. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But um, great review article by DeCabo and Mark Mattson on the New England Journal of Medicine, 2019. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, another cool thing they've just recently come up with, with intermittent fasting, they just because now we're starting to study it, we're starting to care, <coughs> is the whole microbiome thing. You know, like, our microbiome is so powerful in our health, you know, they, the microbiota in our gut mostly are large, small intestine, large mostly, making tons of important stuff for us, including 80% of the serotonin. You know, most of the immune function in our body, 70 to 80 plus percent of it occurs in the gut. We make vitamins in there. The bacteria make us vitamins, vitamin K, all kinds of important B vitamins, folates, and so on can be made in the gut by our gut bacteria. So we want healthy gut. And intermittent fasting, like these guys in our gut, they like it too. Like they're animals like we are in the sense that they've evolved to have this circadian clock, just like us, and they also need some break time, some downtime, you know, at least the good bacteria that's actually commensal, helpful, symbiotic with us. The bad bacteria, whatever, they can kind of do whatever and they can get angry and gnarly, you know, and they can proliferate any old time and they can cause havoc in the gut if we're eating all day and we never take a break. Like we get dysbiosis, which is basically an imbalance of the gut bacteria. If we want to have a healthy gut, have the stuff like acromantia, for example, that's super healthful. We want to have the good bacterioides to firmicutes ratio we need to have some period of rest in our gut. And intermittent fasting has been shown to do this. It's been shown to increase populations, macromancy, super cool stuff, super cool stuff. <coughs> All right. So tons of tons of benefits. You know, we just barely scratched the surface. Uh, brain derived neurotrophic factor. That's sort of that steroid for the brain, if you will, that supercharges the brain, the growth factor for the brain that goes up with intermittent fasting, as well as growth hormone, which is amazing. Um, You know, the whole hormonal cascade that occurs is just, it's awesome. Um, Like I said, the human growth hormone goes up. um, Brain-derived neurotrophic factor goes up. Insulin goes down, which is super important because if insulin is up, which is any time we're eating, especially carbs, we're getting fat. Insulin is the storage of fat hormone. It turns that glucose into fat, and it's hard to pull that back out. So if your insulin is up, you're getting fat. Insulin is not what you want to be up all the time. In fact, when it's up all the time, that's how you get insulin resistant, pre-diabetic, obese, you know, all this cascade. It's 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 not what you want. So growth hormone up, insulin down, cortisol down. Um, it's amazing. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, whew, it shoots up and it makes you smart, makes your brain grow, makes you increase the synapses or the connections like the memory part of the brain in there, which is what you really want to have, you know, that's what kind of goes with time, you know, having a senior moment. That's because the memory part sort of in the temporal horn there that's got uh, you know, that uh area that, that is responsible for us remembering things, you know, in and around the amygdala and all that, like that thrives with this fasting. The brain derived neurotrophic factor is like steroids to that area. You can remember things, you know, if you're studying for tests or you're learning a new concept, you're learning how to play a new instrument, you're Learning a new skill, a hobby, a language, whatever. Like you want to be able to put down new memories. And so intermittent fasting is actually a super cool way to do that. Um, and of course, all the cool coolness of autophagy. So I wanted to get into a few of those questions to kind of round this out because um, a lot of you guys submitted questions and they were amazing. Um, one of you asked about mixing it up and why not to do intermittent fasting every day. I kind of covered that. Basically, your body adapts with this process called metabolic adaptation so you don't want to do fasting every day of your life with ever without giving your body a break you do want to mix it up i use the five two sort of five days of uh, circadian fasting um, and then two days that i'm not strict on it that's kind of my method but you can do whatever works for you like i said if you're first starting you can probably go a month or two and just do a 16 hour fast every single day but you don't want to do that indefinitely um, another person asks, is it okay to wait two to three hours to break my fast if I do an intense workout? It depends. So <coughs> if you're intense workout, like cardio, 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 and you're not you know lifting a bunch of heavy weights and stuff like that, then you could probably wait. You just increase your fat burn, increase that sort of time of uh, uh, burning you know fat, the fat metabolism, fat oxidation. Like that's fine to wait a couple hours if you can handle it and you feel good with it. That's totally cool. If you do a super intense, intense resistant training, you know, uh, where you're doing a lot of weightlifting, you should probably eat within about an hour because if you wait too many hours, then you can start to break down some of your own uh, protein. So if you're doing a super intense weightlifting workout in the morning, I would recommend not waiting a bunch of hours to eat um, because you want to preserve your muscle mass. You know, if you're like me and you're getting to be 50 or you're older than, than I am, 50, 60, 70s, like you definitely want to preserve your muscle mass because, As you lose muscle muscle mass, that's a process called sarcopenia, which is not what you want. It's what happens with most people over time because, you know, it's sort of the use it or lose it, right? If we're not using our muscles, they're going away. And and if we're – the problem with a lot of, like, these quick fix, you know, weight loss diets is people tend to lose a lot of muscle because they're focusing on just cardio, 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 and they're not doing weight training, but that's actually the wrong approach because muscles – As you probably learned, or I hope you did, and if not, I'll tell you now, muscles, physiologically speaking, are the most metabolically active tissues in your body. You want to hang on to all of your muscle. You don't want to lose any muscle because the muscle that you lose is going to cripple your weight loss or fat burn. The muscle is where the magic happens. And if you're losing muscle because you're just doing tons of caloric restriction with cardio, which is not really muscle building very much so, You're losing muscle. Losing muscle is not good for long-term weight management or health or metabolism. You want to keep your muscle. So be careful with that. Um, Hope that helps. How can intermittent fasting cause you to stall and hold on to fat? We talked about that one. That's basically this uh, process of metabolic adaptation. If you're never giving your body a break and you're fasting all the time, six, seven days a week consistently and not uh, mixing it up, Um, somebody asked, I was taught by a dietitian, if you don't eat right away in the morning and you don't jumpstart your metabolism, your body starts to store fat like a bear in hibernation. Well, we kind of spoke to that. That's actually exactly the opposite of what's true. (laughs) If you eat first thing you wake up in the morning, what happens? Usually you're going to have something with carbs in it. Insulin is turned on. Insulin is what causes you to get fat. So that dietitian, nutritionist, didn't learn his or her physiology that's not the way things happen in the body you actually don't want to turn on insulin first thing in the morning if you eat a high protein high healthy fat meal in the morning totally fine but you don't want to eat a high carbohydrate meal first thing you wake up in the morning because then you're clicking insulin on that kicks you out of the fat burn your hopes of losing fat are over for that day okay fat burn usually doesn't happen until 8 10 12 hours of not eating and so Most of us don't sleep 12 hours a night, and so we're not even going to get into that unless we take a little bit of a break. That's the simple circadian fast that we can do, 12 to 14 hours that most of us will be able to do with a little practice. Okay, what if you use almond creamer and coffee in your coffee and it measures out to be 30 calories? Well, here's the deal. If you're a purist out there, any Mm -hmm. calories basically breaks your fast. However... It's especially true for anything with carbohydrates, as I mentioned. The so-called bullet-proof coffees that don't have carbohydrates, that you're just adding MCT oil, technically speaking, that's calories. And technically, by the purest would say that's not fasting because fasting is no calories and it's only drinking water. That's the water fast. That's sort of the purest view of fasting. But you can kind of like trick the body because you can still be in fat burn by adding the MCT oil as long as there's no carbohydrates as long as you're not putting sweeteners like sugars and whatnot in there so so it's technically speaking any calories could kick you out but if those calories are fat calories you'll probably be okay and i know a lot of you guys drink uh the pink drink or other similar drinks which have very little calories they have less than 50 calories and actually if you look at the carbohydrates in there most of the carbohydrates come from plant material which is fiber so The net carbs for most of those drinks is like, I think it's like two to four grams of net carbs, which is super, super low. It's probably not really enough to effectively kick you out of fat burn. So if you're used to doing your pink drink in the morning, totally cool. Um, I wouldn't be adding a bunch of stuff to that. Like if you take collagen, I'd probably wait until you break your fastest because collagen has protein in it and it might break your fast because I forget how many calories, 50 calories or more. (coughs) But, If you can help it, just wait until you break your fast to throw in your other nutritional beverages like the collagen stuff, um, whatnot, bone broths, whatever. Um, Says, can I do my pre-workout supplements during my fasting window? Um, Depends on what those pre-workout supplements are. You know, back in the day when I was in the weight training gym in high school and in college, like, The pre-workouts in those days were full of sugar, like they were full of garbage. They might have had protein powder, whey powder, whey powder, isolate, you know, may may have some of these other things too, but like a lot of them had a bunch of sugar. So if that's your pre-workout, I would say no. If your pre-workout doesn't really have any carbs in it, totally fine. You know, especially cool if it's a pre-workout that's full of electrolytes. Like focus on doing the amino acids or the protein after the workout, And as long as you get in, even if you're doing a weight training, you know, resistance training, muscle building regime, you can even go up to about an hour afterwards. So you can still do your fasted workout and then do your amino acids or your protein or just a protein packed breakfast after that. So that's what I usually do. (coughs) And you can still do your um, fasted workout. So I hope that helps. Um, If you've never done intermittent fasting, let's see. I'm a nursing mom and I'm interested to know what I can do to make sure it's not negatively impacting my baby or my milk supply. So if you're breastfeeding, if you're a nursing mom, if you're pregnant, you know, definitely consult with your healthcare provider. This is not medical advice. I'm not going to tell you what to do or not to. But in general, most people can tend to do a simple circadian fast. You know, 8 to 12-hour overnight fast is usually fine. Make sure you're hydrating yourself, especially important for milk production. you got to stay hydrated as a mom. Super, super, super important but I would not be doing the 16, 18-hour prolonged fast if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. I would definitely avoid those. Stick to something super simple and, you know, not much more than an overnight circadian fast. Um, I'm wondering if you know if there's a difference in my metabolism and how supplements and intermittent fasting works with my thyroid and parathyroid. Um, so this is a pretty specific question uh, referring to somebody who had their thyroid and parathyroid removed. Um, so, so like I said, this fasting is different for everybody. And fasting affects the hormones, usually in a positive way. Uh, but if you have hormonal problems, uh, be it thyroid problems, be it um, other issues, most of us have some degree of insulin resistance, you know, usually fasting helps those uh, hormone problems. But definitely you want to discuss your hormonal issues with your doctor. Um, fasting, like most things, even though it's a good healthy practice, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. You don't want to be doing too much fasting. You don't want this to turn into a eating disorder or excessive or whatever. Like this is just a tool. This is just one of those things. You know, this isn't something to like, you know, flex your muscle and go, oh, I did 18. I did 24. I did 48 hours. I'm cool. You know, like these guys that do this paleo, really the keto community that like, you know, they puff out their chest and they you know, I, I kept my ketones at this level and I just think that's kind of silly, you know? Like same thing with fasting. Like, who cares how many hours you did or I did or they did? Like, it's really a personalized thing. Like, do the amount of hours that works for you. If that's ten hours, if that's twelve, if that's fourteen, if that's sixteen, if it's just once or twice a month, you do a twenty-four, whatever. Like, do what works for you. That's that's the beauty of it, is there's so many options out there. And so Yeah, you can do too much. Too much is not better. More is not better necessarily. Okay, what else? Um, Somebody says, I keep hearing Dr. Thomas mention mac nuts. I can't stop thinking about it. What's the deal with mac nuts? (laughs) I love mac nuts. Well, what I love about them so much is they are super healthy protein weighted. In other words, there's not a lot of carbs there. It's just a couple of carbs and mostly it's healthy saturated fat. Um, Almonds and walnuts and pecans are fairly similar um, I just like macnuts nuts better. You know, I'm a kid from Hawaii for 30 plus years of my life and I just like macnuts. nuts. But um, if you like almonds, do almonds. If you like pecans, do pecans. If you like walnuts, do walnuts. Like all the nuts are, are healthier than 90% of the other snack food out there. So just be careful. A lot of nuts are roasted in seed oils. Sunflower, safflower, soybean, like any of those oils, don't get it. Just buy the ones that are nuts and salt. If you like the salt, if you don't like the salt, just buy the nuts. I like the salt. I don't know. I'm partial to salted nuts. Anyway, um, will nuts, will nuts, will intermittent fasting affect my milk supply? We already kind of talked about that. Discuss that with your provider. As long as you're not overdoing it, probably okay. As long as you stay really well hydrated. So, I hope this was helpful for you. It's a lot of stuff. You can reach out to me, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at Gmail, if you have questions. If you haven't already joined. Um, The Facebook group that's doing that intermittent fasting challenge, you know, uh, you guys should join it. It's free. It's on Facebook. It's awesome. Uh, My wife is kind of putting it on. It's called Level Up Your Life. You can ask to join, ask your friends, ask your family to join in there. Once again, it's a free Facebook group called Level Up Your Life. And uh, I'm participating in that. I'll do some more posts. I'm going to do a live in there coming up. And It's exciting guys. It's Thursday. Happy Thursday Thursdays to thrive with Dr. Thomas coming your way. So much cool stuff. So pumped, so grateful. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys made it through to the end. If not, hopefully you've caught it in two different sessions. I survived even not feeling a hundred percent tip top. Sorry for my voice, but so much cool stuff. I'll throw in some uh, studies in the show notes and, uh, Hit me up for questions. I appreciate all the questions. No question is silly. No question is you know, pointless. All questions are great. Shows your thinking. I love the Socratic me- method. Asking questions is key. Ask me all the questions you want. I'm down for it. All right, guys. Happy Thursday. Have a great day, a great week, a great weekend. So excited because in one week, you're going to get your first newsletter. So hop on over there to modernmedicinemovement.com. Please sign up. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, anyone who can benefit from helpful free health information on a weekly basis. No junk, no 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 fluff, just helpful information. Reach out to me. I would love to see it. Join my group, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast, uh, Facebook group, and uh, please write a review. Apple Podcast is the best place to do it, but anywhere you write a review, I'll enter you into my free giveaway, which I'm going to give away two, you heard it from me, two health courses next week, a week from today. So get your reviews in by signing up for the newsletter and by submitting a review. So hope to see you. Uh, I can't wait to do that live a week from now and announce the two winners. So until then, a big aloha.